Welcome to Encourage Radio. I think we say this every time, so I'm not going to say the same thing. I love that music. I know. But here's what I want to do. I want to find out <laughs> if we can have fun with this. So um, take a video at your house, play this music if you can, and take a video of it, of you at your house and your family dancing to this music. Yes. Because we were just dancing here and had three different dances, four different dances, moves going on and so forth. I was laughing. I thought, how cool would that be to see people... Uh, taking a little, you know, Instagram reel or whatever it is, and just showing themselves dancing to the Encourage Radio music. That'd it gets cool. us moving in here. That is awesome. Yeah, because I was doing my little running motion. Because yeah. like I said, that's my cadence in the morning. Ah, uh, you're running. Dun, yeah. yeah. I got it. Rihanna was doing her groove. I don't know what I was doing. Jacob was bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Jacob was watching the buttons and looking at the timer and so forth. We're, we all danced. All right. Well, welcome to Encourage Radio. Loving this episode. Uh, you've, I've already introduced her first name and you heard her. Um, Rihanna Sanchez is Woo! back on Encourage Radio with us. And so, um, you know, we're, I don't know, a little over three quarters, three quarters of the way through um sort of a semester now in school, mm -hmm. and your kids uh, have a lot of homework, no matter what age. They're still maybe adjusting to a schedule. And, you know, goodness, about around this time of year, we do the whole fall back um, where you get like another hour of sleep and we're all like, woohoo. So you're seeing the title. The title is How to Sleep Better. And so we've brought, um, ask Rihanna Sanchez if she will come in and speak on so many levels, um, of this area of sleep and why it is so vital uh, to like vital organs, mm. why it's vital to thinking. She's going to share all of that. But you know, Rihanna, I was thinking about this. Um, sometimes when you talk to somebody, you're like, hey, did you get enough rest that, that night? Here's the common statement. Ah, sleep is overrated. You, yeah. Right. I'll and sleep it, when I'm dead. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I hear yes. that a lot. But actually that is such a, a false lie. I mean, that's just yes. a not a false lie. It is. That's a lie. That's a false belief system. And yeah. so we want you to share with us what you know about sleep and I guess the hormones, the productivity, um, just all of that. So why is sleep important and how can we sleep better? Um, wow. So it's kind of a loaded question. So okay. we'll only go on the surface today. But to your point of hearing so many people justify why they don't sleep, it's it's so easy to justify sleep because it seems like something that you can control. Like maybe you can't control mm. your kid's schedule because they have to go to school, can't control your work schedule because it's your job. Like you have to work these certain hours. You have to make food. Like you have to do everything you mm. have to do. It seems like maybe sleep is one variable that you're like, well, I'm in control of this. I can just get less and have more hours of my day. Wow. But yeah. in reality, it's mm -hmm. just such a selfish justification for something that God has appointed for us to do, to wow. rest. And I know on here, you guys talk a lot about choices and consequences. Well, there are choices and consequences that come from choosing not to sleep or wow. not honoring your body's um, desire and make up for rest mm. or choosing to help your children have the best sleep possible. Like there wow. really are consequences to it. And I feel like people that don't know the consequences, they are 
through oblivion, it's easier to justify not sleeping because you don't understand the consequences now. But I'm here to provide some knowledge and information to empower you guys to be able to understand the consequences so you can make wise and self-controlled choices. Love it. Look forward to it. Come on, let's just go. Talk to us about it. Okay, so first of all, one myth that I hear a lot is that kids, they don't need as much sleep or the older I get, I don't need to sleep as much. Like mm. maybe you only like, it sounds weird, but it seems like there's like a double, like a weird standard where you, every age seems to justify why they don't need sleep. But That is true. But no age seems to justify why they do need sleep. That is so mm. true. Besides like pregnant people. I feel like that's the only uh, time yeah. I ever hear people saying, oh, you need to rest. But it's kind of mm. weird that everyone says, oh, kids don't need to sleep as much. They've got so much energy. Oh, teenagers, they don't need to sleep as much. They have all this energy and all these things to do. They're young. Oh, old people don't need to sleep as much because they're just getting older and that's just where they naturally wake wow. up. Like, it seems like everybody justifies not having sleep, but it is something that God commanded from the beginning of time that we do, that we rest. And it's a choice that we make. God made a choice on the seventh day to rest. He did mm. that intentionally and it took self-control for the people of Israel to also rest on the Sabbath and keep it holy. But it kept them and it prolonged their life because God did everything on purpose and by purpose. Wow. So now that we are living in the New Testament times, we can't just justify away not sleeping, that it's only something for the Israelites to do because now we can see that there really is a purpose. And as more research is coming out, we see that, oh my gosh, like, God did everything for a reason because sleep has such a large impact on the quality of our life, Mm. not just now, but for our longevity Mm -hmm. of our life and our quality in the future. Mm -hmm. So where do I even start? Oh, I know. How about um, (laughs) something that came to my mind as you were just talking and that quality of sleep is let's talk about preparation. I can still remember going to people's houses and um, just family still being up at midnight and at one o'clock. And I was little bitty. I was probably like 10 or 11 and it just being loud with Mm -hmm. the TV, really loud. There was always just noise going on. And I remember thinking, Kelly, I got to I got to sleep, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was just like a, you know, going into middle school. So if I was already thinking that um, with culture where it is today, so many years later, how would you speak into a family's life on on how to create the habit or atmosphere of sleep for your child? Mm. That's a good question. I guess I'll start with some tips on how to prepare for a great night's sleep. And the best advice is that it doesn't start when you want to go to bed. It starts when you wake up. Mm. One of the best things you can do to regulate your circadian rhythm and help decrease your stress levels during the day, so it's a two-for-one there, is to get morning sun. Most people... Getting the sun in your eyes without sunglasses is very important. Getting the sun in your eyes helps cue your body, morning sun specifically, to start making vitamin D and to start being able to protect your skin from the sun. If you go out to the beach midday and you notice you get burnt super easily, but then you notice there's people who work outside all day and they never get burnt and they, how are they not looking like leather when you are? It's usually because they get morning sun, which is a little bit 
lighter, like it's not oh, as heavy in UV rays. So then it cues your body to make um, vitamin D and um, protect your skin, send certain fatty acids to your skin to protect your skin from a burn. Mm. So then by the time midday happens and it's the most intense sun, your skin is already protected. But it's oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So that's one reason why people burn whenever they go out in the sun. But also getting morning sun cues your circadian rhythm to reduce melatonin, reduce adenosine. Adenosine is a sleepiness hormone. Um, and oh, then wow. to increase cortisol, to increase testosterone and progesterone and estrogen to get your body ready to be focused that day. And when you don't get morning sun, your body kind of has its own circadian rhythm. But if you're not seeing sunlight, your body needs to see sunlight to be able to re regulate itself and uh -huh. not get flip flop. So. The good night's sleep starts in the morning whenever mm. you get sunlight in your eyes. Even if it's just for 10 minutes, you go let out the dog, you sit outside with your kids, you stand in the driveway before going to school and just get like five seconds of just seeing the sunlight and letting your eyes get adjusted to it with no mm. sunglasses, it can go a long, long way. Wow. The second is obviously what you eat. What you consume prepares your body for how it's going to sleep that night. Uh -oh. Your body digests and processes everything during the night. And if you're eating really poorly during the day and you notice yourself waking up a ton in the middle of the night or not able to sleep, there's a lot of factors to that, but much of them can be solved with proper nutrition mm. to where your body's not feeling so stressed at night that it has to wake you up from sleep just to process wow. what it's going through. So eating good during the day, getting a protein in the morning, a protein at lunch, a protein at dinner, and not eating too late at night. Wow. I know oh, some that's... people say like, oh, if I eat late at night, I'm going to gain weight. It's really, it has nothing to do with the weight. It has everything to do with you are about to tell your body, I'm going to need you to do a job, but you also have the job of making me fall asleep. But I'm going to ask you to split your time and do both of digest wow. this food and help me sleep. And then you oh, wonder why you don't sleep very well. Or maybe you do put on weight because your body says, oh man, like I can't. Do like, both. I can't do both right now. I'm just going to put this in the fat reserve because they I need to prioritize sleep. Like what? your body has a prioritization list. So it, it kind of there's so many things that are connected to it that I could jump on um, because also increased cortisol helps uh, aid in putting on excessive amounts of weight no matter how much you um, eat mm. clean because when cortisol is up, you're in fight or flight mode. So your body starts prioritizing fat reserves in case you go into a season of starvation or something. Oh, like it is just wow. innate in you. Whenever your cortisol is too high, it prioritizes fat util utilization or fat like processing and it really decreases anything else that you would want to use. Like your body needs to be able to use those nutrients to nourish your brain and your organs and your body. And instead it's like, we don't have time for that. We need to put oh, this wow. over here. Oh, that's so good. But getting morning sun helps you get mm. your cortisol where it's supposed to be. And then also getting evening sun can also help cue your body that, oh, it's kind of getting late. It's time to sleep. Having bright lights on at night um, having blue light especially extremely interferes with your sleep and circadian wow. rhythm because blue light is so strong and powerful. Our bodies are not used to that. Like a TV and a phone. Like a TV and a phone. There's also been studies that kids and people and adults who use their phone before bed have extremely higher levels of depression because it turns on the area of depression in your brain. The blue light does. When you don't have that blue oh, light, depression levels in instantly decrease. It's kind of like, hmm, there's something to this. Wow. So something that I would suggest is maybe starting at like 5 p.m. 
Start turning off some of the lights. Don't have everything so bright. Don't let everything be so loud. Keep the volume down. Let your ears get adjusted. I know so many people who I they talk about their kids at night or they share photos or other things. And it's not like they do this on purpose. So it's not anything to judge. But I notice it's like 10 p.m. and the kitchen lights are all on and all the lights are on while they're watching TV and the screen is on. And then you think, oh, my kid's just going to go to bed when it's bedtime. But then they fight you on it or they don't want to sleep. Their body is screaming, saying that I am not ready to sleep right now. You have told my body that it's daytime and I don't feel like sleeping. So one of the other things is to start to dim the lights at night. Don't have it so bright all the time. Use um, if they're this is a touchy subject because you don't want to use candles that um, exasperate your endocrine system because candles are extremely toxic and cancer causing. But if you can get um, non-toxic beeswax candles and if that's something you enjoy, you can light those at mm. night instead of using lamps. Use lamps with that warm yellow light. Use things with red light. You can even look up things on your phone or something that has red light to help with that or maybe put it on the screen for YouTube or something to wind down. Or there's lamps and light bulbs that you can switch out in your house that are red bulbs that you can turn on at night because red light is the opposite of blue light and it helps cue your body to start making melatonin. Um, Interesting. Wow. There's a lot of little tips that you can do, but small adjustments here and there add up to be really, really big impacts later on. So morning sun, adequate nutrition, don't have sugar. Oh my goodness. Mm. Do not have sugar past 6 p.m. Right. Which I know sounds like what? Or past dinner time. If you eat your dinner and then you want a little sweet treat at night, number one, if you always crave sweets after eating something, you probably have parasites. But number two, if you do feed them yourself those sweet treats at night, it's also like cues your body to make cortisol or increase inflammation or other things that keep you awake. And it really does not help you sleep. And it's not just something for kids. It is for adults too. Your body's not just bigger and better and able to process it. It affects your body just the same. So Mm. don't eat sugar at night, too late at night. Start to taper it off. If they do feel hungry at night, like so hungry, give them something with fiber and a fat in it. So maybe like an apple and nut butter or mm. celery and nut butter or what else is a fat? I guess nuts, avocado. Avocado toast. Is like oatmeal good at night because it's that's fiber. I was thinking maybe not. Oatmeal's better during the day okay. and not. Oatmeal is one of the worst breakfasts besides cereal that you could have in the morning because oh, it's just funny. straight carbs, so it turns to sugar and freaks out your brain. It's better to have protein paired with all of those things to slow okay. it down. Um, oatmeal could be nice, but probably like less within an hour before bed. Okay, all right. Like, or an hour after dinner, but not close to bedtime because you don't want your body to still be digesting oh, yeah, that that's at right. night. What about yeah. like eggs? Eggs at night? Um, eggs, actually, they do have healthy fats and proteins in them. But again, I just wouldn't eat so close. Because you don't want the digestion process yes. happening. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So there's a, that's a few tips on what you can but do you during the day. you said so many things in the beginning. All right. So why? So here, here, here was my thought process. So almost like you do for a baby, like when we want, um, when we want our girls to go to bed, uh, we would do, we would dim the lights. Yes. Mm-hmm. We would turn off the TV. We would start stair stepping into the process of like, it's getting nighttime. It's time. Like, and we forget to do that. So, all right, we, we lose that. And um, you said so many good things. Like I, immediately I thought like, we don't put enough thought into something um, that needs to be thought about because I think the misnomer is 
when I go to bed, I want to turn off the thought life. But if I don't put enough thought into it, I can't turn off the thought mm-hmm. life, which makes my brain just continue to race, which I don't. But it's so vitally. Why is it important for um, student or you know, kids, but specifically students? Why is it important for teenagers um, to get rest? Yeah, they have more energy, if you will, than us. Well, what, that, that was something that was said. And then maybe segue into that. Like you also mentioned that the body, not just digesting, but it's important for vital organs to get mm-hmm. rest. So I gave you kind of two things. So yes. why is it important for teens to get adequate sleep? And why is it so vital, like vital organly important? Okay. So to start off, okay. long-term memory only, well, working memory only gets converted to long-term memory once you begin sleep. What? So I, growing up in college, I never pulled an all-nighter for like I had friends that would show up so tired for an exam and then Mm. they do so poorly I always told myself if I don't know it by now then I don't know it and I'd rather just get a good night's sleep and show up and do my best but then when I was in my clinical psychology major I learned that that was actually true like my intuition was true that if you stay up all night or if you sleep less, you're giving your brain less time to convert things to long-term memory. Oh. So it's not going to remember half the things. It's you're going to wake up and it didn't get time to process those oh things. Also, the last thing that you think about is the first thing put into long-term memory. Ooh. So if you're on your phone at night, no wonder you wake up remembering everything you saw on social media or the funny mm. thing you saw or whatever, or whoever you were texting and you don't remember anything else you did earlier the, in the day mm. because it prioritized the last thing you thought about and then it works its way backwards. But if you're not sleeping enough to give your brain enough time to convert it to long-term memory, you truly will not have it in your long-term memory readily accessible. Wow. So if you want your kids to excel in school and they're staying up late doing homework, it's kind of, you sometimes have to exercise discernment or discretion and say, okay, where can I help my child have more margin during the day so they're not staying up so late at night trying to do homework? Because one, it's really poor for their hormonal health and in development, but two, they're not even going to remember the things that they're studying so, so hard for and crying about trying to remember at night and finish their school for because they're not going to be able to convert it to long-term memory. And then that just increases all the cortisol, all the stress, all yeah, the Yeah, then they wake up stressed yeah. and then they don't sleep at night and then it's just a vicious cycle. Got it. So sometimes as parents, we are charged when our kids don't know how to regulate themselves, when our kids mm. don't know um, what's best for them yet, when our kids don't know how to create margin in their life when there's so many things calling out for their attention. Even if it sounds so cool and as a parent, you have so many aspirations for your child, you have to ask if something is really worth the consequence that they're bearing later on. Mm. If all these busy things that they're doing that you're putting them in, are, they are so fun, but are they really of kingdom good if they are not going to be able to be a good steward of the body that God has given them if mm. they're being yes. run into the ground? I don't think so. I feel like God has charged parents to be able to have that discernment, to look at a child and say, this is too much. This wow. is not with their bent. They are not made for this. There's too many things going on right now. What can we do to say no to these things? And it helps teach your child how to have boundaries and self-control when they get older. If they're always taught as an adult, as a kid, that they have to do all these things because they're yes. good. And it's so exciting. No wonder they turn into burnout adults when they're older because their parents never taught them how right. to say no to things when it were when it was hurting their health. Secondly, certain organs and hormones are only produced um, 
at night. So certain hormones that you need for proper development, for fertility development, for mental and emotional development and regulation and for brain development, you need these hormones to Mm. cue your body to do their job of what they're supposed to do to grow into a full actionable adult. If you are not sleeping enough at night, those hormones will not be able to reach the level of the threshold they need. And thus everything after that cascades into derangement. They will not be able to be, um, I guess, assisted because only so much can go so far. And then it's going to prioritize fight or flight of all the things you need right now to survive, but then later on their health will suffer because they were not attended to when they were meant to. Oh my goodness. Well, we look at that from, you know, we talk about the third through fifth grade years and they're starting to get busy at, you know, at that eight-year-old stage, Mm -hmm. you know, with activities. And then we bridge into middle school and then we're adding in social media into their processing Mm -hmm. where their mental development isn't there yet. And they're doing okay. They're hanging in there. But then we look in those high high school years and we start seeing the burnout, depression, other challenges that are going on. Well, that didn't happen just overnight at high mm-hmm. school. That all started way back at that eight-year-old whenever we're putting on oh, wow. so Goodness. many different sports, activities, things to develop them. And we want to do that. We want yeah. to develop yeah, them. But there has to be a balance and a margin and to know when to say yes and when to say no, when to come in and try to create balance. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard because I know for you girls, it was hard being in competitive dance, going to practice at four and then getting home at nine. Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know how my friends who weren't homeschooled did it because they would get off the bus and show up at dance and then be crying during the 15 minute breaks between classes because they had to finish their homework and they could not get their brains to wrap around it. Mm. It really honestly challenges the parent in areas where they might have been weak, where they thought they could handle it on their own. But now their lack of self-control and ability to exercise self-control and margin in their life is affecting their kids negatively because you can't expect your child to exercise a quality that you have not presented and taught them to have. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it really does challenge you as an as an adult, as a parent to ask yourself is what I'm doing really worth it? And sure, I have the idea of I'll sleep when I'm dead, but you'll die sooner if you don't sleep. So you're kind of self-fulfilling the prophecy that, yeah, you'll sleep when you're dead, but you're going to die sooner because you're not sleeping. And it's not just physical death. It's like like all these things are, your emotions are being short-circuited. Your, yes. your vital organs are not learning what they need to learn. Like, and I think one of the most powerful things that me, you know, that you said, so we want our kids to build in margin, but we're literally not giving them a margin in life to know how to build in margin. Like you have right, to give yeah. the brain and the organs and the body the the appropriate time. And margin is just isn't built during the daytime is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. It's practiced during the daytime because mm-hmm. we're sort of asleep at night, but it's in the sleep hours that the body is learning to sort of divide, conquer, mm-hmm. grow, develop. Wow, that's Your amazing. Your threshold for handling stress and handling the busy things through the day decreases dramatically when you don't sleep enough. Uh. So if you feel like you can't handle what's going on during the day that you don't get any sleep at night, well, then it becomes a vicious cycle because you're not sleeping enough to be able to handle it during the day. Wow. Um, Certain organs, your body prioritizes um, addressing, I guess is what you can say, uh, certain organs at different hours of the day. And overnight, there are certain organs that it decides to, I guess, 
identify. And mm. there's some people that they'll say, oh my gosh, you wake up at 3 a.m. on the dot too? That is so weird. Well, it's actually something that's been shown in Eastern medicine that certain organs are being um, addressed at those hours. And oh, wow. when they're too stressed up, stressed out, they will wake you up from slumber to be able to have your body address that issue. Oh, so the certain people that have hormonal imbalances always seem to wake up at the same time every night. Hmm. People who have colon issues, which they may not know it's their colon, always seem to wake up at the same time every night. People who have respiratory or lung issues like asthma or other things always seem to wake up at the same time as each other every uh. night because each organ is supposedly in a general sense grouped by hour throughout the day with your circadian rhythm because your body is efficient. It knows how to address each organ to be able to make it work the way it's supposed to. Wow. But when you don't address those organs or treat them healthily during the day through nutrition and what you're supposed to eat properly and how you handle your body, then you're not going to feel good at night. And then you're going to wake up and then feel even worse during the day. And it's just a very vicious cycle. So sometimes what I've learned with health is that I've said this before. You have to do the hard thing now to get the good thing later. It mm. seems much harder right now to say no to something when it's so much easier to stay in it and say yes. Uh -huh. It seems so much harder to do to cook a meal that is more nutritious for your family when you feel like you don't have the energy to do it. Yeah. But then you realize that if I take the energy now that I feel like I don't have to cook a meal, then I, and I keep doing that, then eventually I trust that that food is going to nourish me enough to where I actually have the energy next time to be able to do it. And it's mm. true, but you have to have faith and know that you can't just look at the present moment and make your decisions on the present moment because you're not bound by our feelings and we are not meant to listen to our heart because our heart is deceitful above all things, especially yeah. when it comes to food and nutrition. Yeah. Well, it's that word self-control. I mean, for me, self-control is taking the time to cut that zucchini. Yes. You know, self-control is making that choice to create margin in life. Right. Mm -hmm. Self-control is choosing the right thing to eat whenever, you know, it is so much easier to, to go, go for do, the easy thing. do something else. Yeah. But that is where we're living as aliens countercultural um, in yeah. all of these things because life has picked up speed and um, it's up to us to start making those decisions on trying to figure out, okay, with the time that I have with that double income, how do I do this. Yeah, I mean, I, exactly. I, you said that. Well, I, there's so many parents that are listening right now that, you know, maybe maybe one parent works like the second shift or third, and like one is on first, one is on third, or it's just those long hours. Maybe you're in the medical industry and you're sort of on call. And I mean, life and, you know, does what it does to us when we have certain jobs like that and certain lifestyles like that, but it's learning how to build that in, um, you know, to that lifestyle. But this, this is absolutely, I mean, I've preached, obviously, on, you know, God rested on the seventh day and the importance of sleep, but never from this angle. I've yeah. preached on margin, but never from this angle. Like, this is eye-opening uh, to me. We, we practice sleep with our little ones where, you know, we get the house quiet, but then as they get older, Raina said it well, there's so many houses, her house was one, Raina's house was one of them, there's so many houses that... The volume's still up late at night, and and we're, we're wondering why our kid's not, you know, then in the daytime, we kind of get frustrated with our kid. We're like, why are you not focusing? 
and they want to come out and say, because mom, you were up until 1 a.m., you know, partying, whatever. You know, but wow. Mm -hmm. But I've never even heard uh, like how vitally important to your vital organs it is. And we know this, the body heals itself. God designed the body to Mm -hmm. heal itself in large part. Yes, it does need assistance in some areas, but we provide a large majority of that. And a lot of it's done like... Sleep is the ultimate downtime for your body to yes. like repair itself. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is such good information, Rihanna. Well, that's why I started out with choices and consequences. Yeah. Like it's you can't make a choice to do something that's super hard if you don't have the logical justification to do it. It's going to be so hard to be like, I just should sleep. Well, there's so many other reasons why you shouldn't sleep that also sound really good if you don't know the weight that the other reasons carry. So it just empowers you with knowledge to make better decisions, to exercise self-control and to honor the temple that God has given you. And there's so much more we can touch on. I guess the last thing I will say, last thing, is that if you, this is a, a nice, easy lesson. If you have a hard time falling asleep, you are probably deficient in melatonin, which is a hormone. So it's a hormonal issue. If you have a hard time staying asleep, you are probably too high in cortisol. Melatonin helps you fall asleep. And cortisol is supposed to wake you up during the day and taper off at night. And as it Mm. tapers off, melatonin picks up and adenosine picks up to where you should be able to fall asleep. But if your cortisol stays marginally high throughout the day, maybe melatonin will do its job and you'll fall asleep because you're tired, but you wake up with racing thoughts, a running mind. You feel like you weren't even asleep. You're not even groggy. And then you wake up in the morning after you finally maybe fall back asleep and you're so groggy and tired. It's because your cortisol is so out of whack, which is why one of the easy things, there's supplements to, to recommend for that. So if you would like some ideas, you can message me on Instagram of some ideas of brands that you can get into. But honestly, taking care of your body through nutrition, getting morning sun, doing other things to be able to train your body to have the correct circadian rhythm and to train your body that you are safe. You don't have to have high cortisol. You don't have to freak out anymore. Creating margin in your life. All the things I mentioned will incrementally decrease cortisol, which will help you stay asleep at night. Goodness gracious. Yeah. That is so spot on, right? Who who in here is like ready to go to sleep now? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. let's I mean, practice this. Is it for, yeah, <laughs> let's you want to go take a nap? <laughs> it it just makes so much sense. And sometimes, I mean, it is your your, your mattress. I know, you know, Raina and I we we've had a king mattress for a while, and and we're we're now on the search for mattress. And so it can be simple things like your mattress, your choice of sheets. It could mm-hmm. be some of the practical things that we focus on, but yes. seldom do we ever think this much about sleep. It honestly comes to just honoring your body throughout the day and not neglecting it so long, waiting for it to break that you Mm. finally listen. There's Mm. a quote that says the body whispers until it screams. There are going to be cues that if you're sensitive enough, you can tell that your body's not supposed to be functioning that way. But just know that the longer you ignore it, it is not going to fix itself. It is going to get louder and louder until you are forced in a place to say no to so many other things that you have to fix it. So it's much easier to listen when it whispers rather than when it screams. That's such a good word. I'm going to start using that because I've always taught in premarital accounts and I'm like, look, the human body has an amazing capability to run on empty uh, for years. But all of a sudden when it hits empty, it's, it's probably too late. You'll know. Yeah. Like the car lets you know that you can see the needle going down. Your stomach starts to growl when it's, you know, hungry, but the, the body, 
will sometimes not let us know for 21 years. And then at the end, when it hits the 21 year mark, let's just say, you know, it, it screams at you. And then it mm-hmm. might be, yeah, that's great, great stuff, Rihanna. Thank you so much. One more time, remind everybody uh, of, of the degree that you have, like why you're speaking on this. Okay. So I have my, my made my bachelor's is what it's called in clinical psychology with an emphasis in neuropsychology, basically. And then I have my master's in clinical nutrition with an emphasis in nutritional immunology. Wow. Wow. Really lots of big words there. They're big words, but they just mean how you eat, make your body feel better, how your brain work, make (laughs) your brain feel better. Yeah. Well, you did it today. Um, and we so appreciate the the insight, the instruction, uh, even the practical little tips on how to do that. And mom and dad, we pray that it blesses you, like you're able to get some sleep. Yes. And you learn that it's just not a w- one age. This is for all ages, how important it is. So for you to be a better mom and dad, you know you need the appropriate sleep. And for your kiddos to be better kiddos and students be better students, it, the sleep plays an important role. Mm-hmm. So we pray maybe in the next few weeks after hearing this, uh, you report to us that you got a good night's sleep. Yes. <laughs> that would be an encouraging word. Raina, thanks for being here today. Of course. I loved it. Jacob, thank you for being here today. No problem. Thanks, Jacob. And of course, Rihanna, thank you for <laughs> jumping in on this and helping us know how to sleep. Of course. I hope you all get knocked out in a few weeks. <laughs> yes. And we mean by like falling asleep in a bed. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We love you guys. <laughs> (laughs) Be encouraged. We're praying over your families. Talk to you soon. 